Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up, inspiring health stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Hit subscribe right there on YouTube, turn on those notifications and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to stay connected with you. Now, today we are talking about something that never, ever goes out of style. Kindness. We could all use more of it. This world could. And also positive stories. Megan Sneddon, who started The Kind Effect, is talking just about that and how random acts of kindness helped improve her own life and those around her. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, today I'm so excited to meet virtually for the first time. Hi, Megan. Megan Sneddon. Hi. (laughs) You are the founder of The Kind Effect, and I'm so excited because as I was looking through your website and everything about you, I saw the word positive stories, which I'm a big champion of too. So today is going to be all positive vibes, and I'm excited for that. Me too. So tell me, Megan, about the kind effect. Well, Tamika, the kind effect <laughs> is <laughs> it's a random acts of kindness movement and um, positive video series that I created a few years ago in order to um, inspire and uplift others with the joy of random acts of kindness. I mean, you have to see some of these videos because I was like perusing through your YouTube. Um, so kind of paint the picture a little bit because we can share like some of those videos, like exactly how this works and also how you came up with it. I would say in terms of how it works, there's been a lot of studies about the nature of the content that we consume online and how it affects us and our health and our behavior in society as well. And I was really moved when I came across some studies that had educated me on the effects of consuming more positive content. And at the time I was working in journalism and I wasn't so satisfied with my job because as a storyteller, I really did feel like the things that I were creating were not only disposable, but they also weren't making a positive difference in the lives of other people. Um, And I really always wanted to create something that would be of meaning to others Mm -hmm. that would make a a positive change. So I I thought that it could be as simple as just creating more uplifting stories for people to consume. You could watch or listen to and walk away from feeling feeling either more hopeful and just uplifted in general about the state of the world and, and society, or perhaps even inspired themselves to go out and and do kind things so as an advocate i would just say that i never really wanted to be somebody that's a resounding gong that's just out there telling people like go be kind you should do this i i much prefer to lead by example and make 
people um, make inferences about pro-social behavior themselves. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to start doing kind deeds, like follow my inspiration and make it as simple as recording them on my iPhone and finding ways to incorporate these random acts of kindness into my travels and start putting them out there. It just so happened that some of the videos and things that I created happened to get picked up by different news sources. And so I wasn't necessarily even aiming to create a movement. I just wanted to start <laughs> telling good stories. And you know how it is when you unintentionally create something that suddenly you're like, oh, this needs, this needs a name. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I established the, the kind of fact to continue doing exactly that. Okay, so I have a lot of questions. But first, sure. I want to connect over the journalism thing, right? We both have that in common. So I was also in journalism. So what exactly were you doing in journalism? I was working for a lot of mainstream media outlets and to be honest, climbing the the tier, you know, yeah. I, I really wanted to be writing for big outlets like BBC and USA Today and Yahoo and Newsweek. Um, and after a while of just racking up publication titles, that's I think where the lack of fulfillment came in for me because there's only so high that you can climb or so many titles that you can get um, in order to feel successful before you're like, what am I really doing here? You know, um, and just the way that the the nature of content has changed. A lot of the stuff that I was writing was, you know, clickbait articles and stuff geared toward like travel lifestyle um, type things. Um, and a lot of my requests to write more feature length or human interest type stories were shot down, you know, because people in the digital landscape would remind me just how people we need eyeballs not moving stories <laughs> right no yeah. absolutely i can relate to that um and i was in local tv news in montgomery alabama then followed by the south florida market miami fort lauderdale and if you know anything about news because most of the time people tell me hey i don't watch the news why? Because everything is like shooting, police chase, shooting, fire, like all the sad, terrible things we don't we know happen, but don't necessarily want to be reminded of all the time. And it also wears on the journalists, like the people like having to do these jobs. And I remember one time I literally said to my assistant news director, like, why can't we do more positive stories? I literally asked that question. And I feel like probably a lot of us of journalists have been in that position. And um, his answer was pretty simple. It was like, well, people don't want to watch that. It's <laughs> pretty much what I got to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, oh, we're going to talk about positive stories today. Like, that's exciting because I feel like the way the traditional news is, is that it just doesn't allow for that. But what I love about what you've done is created your own space to like really do the thing that you want to do, which is telling positive stories. It was also not just motivated by the journalism thing. It was just really needing something in my life that made me feel like uh, filled with a greater sense of purpose because, uh, you know, I had just gone through so much change. My dad had unfortunately had passed away unexpectedly like a couple of years before that. 
um, and which really left me feeling so raw and empty and just questioning always like the purpose of my life and what I was doing. And it really made me meditate more on just how finite our life is and how limited our time is and asking myself those important questions about what I wanted to be doing with my time and being somebody that was just really impacted from a grief standpoint from that loss and and other things um i had read plenty of articles and stories online about how doing random acts of kindness like really simple small good deeds for others can improve your your mood state and it's also i think just an mm. easy way to find a sensation of purpose as i said in your day-to-day -day life versus feeling like you have to create a whole new big giant nonprofit movement, et cetera. So, which of course this has become that, but in the beginning it was not, it was just me doing random acts of kindness just because it made me feel good. So you did some research and found that actually like doing random acts of kindness can actually help improve your own mind state. So explain that. So one of the things is that your face sends biofeedback to your brain so if you're smiling or you're laughing, it's sending all of these signals that you're happy. And so you get um, a rush of like these feel good chemicals. They also call this the helper's high or those endorphins that are re uh, released when you're helping another person. So let's just say like me, that you're someone that um, you know suffers from depression and anxiety. Um, you know, it can be really hard to find a reason to smile when you're having a really hard day. And so you create these opportunities for yourself to connect with another person and do something, no matter how simple it is, that's going to make you smile. It's good for you and your brain from that aspect. And, and also from the aspect of creating a sensation of greater meaning in your own life when you are able to physically see that what you did had a positive effect on others it increases your sensation of um, like self-efficacy or the idea that what you do has an impact or it matters like you do something you get a result so the more acts of kindness that you do the more uh, readily available in your mind, it's going to be that what you do matters, you know, so it can kind of be something that can help you create an upward spiral to get out of um, depression. Wow. No, mm -hmm. I mean, what you're saying makes so much sense, because even if like, I can or somebody else can think of a time where they did something for somebody else, even maybe if they weren't in the mood or didn't feel like it or we're just having a hard day. Like you can connect, like I can think back to those moments of feeling actually better, but you know, everything you're saying makes sense. You might not just think of it that way in that moment, but doing more of those things is not only good for, it sounds like is not only good for that other person, but also you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're tied together. So when you're talking about altruism, it's not necessarily that those things can be completely separate. There's no way that you're going to be yeah. able to do an act of kindness, act of kindness for someone else, and not intrinsically be involved in that some way. But we can always check our motives to make sure that we're doing things for the right reasons. You know? Right. Absolutely. Um, so take me through the process. Like this sounds like the kind effect happened 
somewhat organically for you. And did I hear you say earlier that the, uh, it's become a nonprofit? We are in process. In process. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, congrats. So take me through, I guess, that process of kind of starting things. Um, I'm guessing with your very first act of random act of kindness to, to where you are, kind of how it has evolved over the years. Sure. I guess I would just add that I had no idea that this was going to become a thing. <laughs> I just had, um, I think one of my friends had actually gotten tired of hearing me daydream about, oh, I've, I've really wanted to always do these um, good deeds and like make videos about it. But, oh, I'm self-conscious because I had no video skills and <laughs> have any fancy camera or budget or money to hire people to help me film all. So she finally was like, okay, you know what? You need to just pick something off your list and just start doing it. And who honestly cares if it's the best quality video or not, just do it. So I had posted a call out on Facebook asking if anybody had known anyone in LA that really deserved a bouquet of flowers, which led me to this girl who'd recently lost her dad, like right before her wedding. And, you know, her story really resonated with me because I had also unexpectedly lost my dad and can, from a compassionate standpoint, really understand where she's coming from and her own pain around that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take these flowers. It just so happened that that weekend I was supposed to go on a hinge date with somebody um, <laughs> and he had asked me to go get a drink. And then I said, well, how about instead of a drink, we go do this random act of kindness oh, instead, which to this day, I don't even know how or why he said yes to this because I was completely upfront about what he was going to be getting himself into. And he totally agreed and was like, yeah, I'll help film it. And but it really uh, affirmed for me that there are good people out there. We had an incredible um, experience connecting with this girl who's become now my long-term friend. And it just made me feel so, so good and so purposeful. I was like, wow, I really need to just keep doing this. Um, I had released the video online and it got picked up by all these viral channels. Again, unexpected, but- The very really, first one. The very first one. I was not expecting that at all. I, yeah. <laughs> it really just showed to me though that, okay, I'm not crazy. It really is purely and simply that people are starving for good stories. And I think people want to believe in other good people um, and to watch something that feels good to watch. And um, I can't remember exactly what the quote was, but, you know, oh, I heard that like somebody could make a difference. So I, I guess that somebody should be me, you know? Um, mm. And so I, it, I didn't even establish it as the kind of fact for a while. I just kept doing the same thing of making videos um, and releasing them until, you know, maybe there were some opportunities for media appearances and stuff to, to talk more about kindness advocacy and the difference also, not that it can make just in the individual, but in our society um, and our, our relationship with others as well. And I was like, I guess I should call it something, you know? So here we are years later, still talking about kindness and the important value of kindness to each of us and still doing kind deeds. And because that'll never go away. I mean, yeah, kindness, kindness. kindness is always hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so tell me what happened. Okay. 
I want to know the full story of this first random acts of kindness. So you put out yeah. a call on Facebook, um, which led you to this girl who had recently lost her father um, before her wedding. And you were supposed to go on the hinge date, that which changed from drinks to him coming with you to deliver this bouquet of flowers, which I love that he was down for that as well. Can't believe um. it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the best hinge date ever. <laughs> yes. Um, so you show up, like tell, ex explain what happens like after you get the bouquet of flowers and how the rest goes down. Yeah, we, it was really so cheerful having this type of unique experience with somebody on a date, you know, where we're at bonds being like, oh, what bouquet do you like better? Like, which ones are pretty? And um, and then we get in the car and she lives on the other side of town in Los Angeles. And I really found that during that date, what was really unique about that is right away, it just established us on this really kind of like more soulful, meaningful level to connect on. So we're in the car yeah. and we're talking about um, immediately talking about grief and like our struggles and our adversity and how they've come to be the things that have made us who we are. So he's sharing meaningful stories. I'm sharing meaningful stories. We're all standing in the hallway crying, you know, with <laughs> this girl at one um, and, you know, because he had shared some words and and such and so um and then it was just kind of like we we left and and that was that you know like some people come into our lives for a very short period of time to teach us something or to share something that ends up changing the course of of our existence as we know it and and that's kind of it um but we did have this crazy experience a few years later because I was contacted by the Ellen DeGeneres show and they were hosting her 60th birthday um, party that was sponsored by Cheerios. And she's like, hey, we're um, you know, filling the audience with do-gooders. Um, we wanna have you, Haley and Alex, um, which were the people from this act of kindness in the audience with us to watch the show. So I hadn't seen Haley or Alex in person in a long time. Um, and so here we are, like in the audience of the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she ended up um, giving everybody $1 million to split among the audience, um, which once you pay taxes and split it with like 450 people, it's not like an incredible amount of money. But just the fact that it was like, wow, you know, I, how did I go from just being at a low point in my life? really like struggling and feeling uninspired to this you know um and it's something that's been helpful for me and my own mental health to reflect back on that like even in our lowest of our low times we don't know where this train is headed and the craziest like most unexpected best things are potentially waiting for us out there in the future i mean I feel like we couldn't make up like a more amazing story than that. What? It is so random. I don't, I still <laughs> shake my head that I'm like, did that all just happen? I have no idea. And this guy you met on Hinge must be like, what is my life? Yeah, what's my life? I don't know. <laughs> that is so awesome though. Like, I love that story. I love it so much. So how have things evolved since then you've continued doing random acts of kindness 
Yeah, things have actually continued to get weirder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait. So I originally was living in, um, in Los Angeles before the pandemic. So I had continued to just do random acts of kindness locally. It was what was easiest. I had friends and people there that could support me. But my truest passion is traveling the world. Um, and I really wanted to be able to take it around the world with me. So then I started enter entering into uh, vlogging and figuring out, you know, how I can set up cameras for myself or how I can set adjustments on cameras and just trust, <laughs> trustfully hand them to strangers to help me like film things. So I started traveling around the world and doing kind deeds as well. Like I was, um, doing like laughter contests with monks in Thailand and um, taking part in like sacred rituals with monks in Myanmar by doing some volunteer work in their community and just all, all in, um, in every sense of the word, just trying to travel to unique places um, and share random acts of kindness with others until the pandemic happened, which yeah. of course changed everything. Um, I ended up coming back to the United States. Um, and, you know, with the stay at home orders and just being mindful of public health, health and safety concerns, we just still even aren't interacting in the same um, intimate way that we were before. Um, but, you know, random acts of kindness are very important to me. They've now become not only a hobby, but a habit and something that um, that I just need. It's a fundamental need in, in my life. Um, so I was thinking, OK, well, how can I still do random acts of kindness and still uh, impact people? And I don't know, I call me crazy, but I just listen to those things that I end up hearing in my own mind that are just these spontaneous inspirations. And one day I was watching these t-rex videos online have you seen people like dressing up in these inflatable t-rex costumes yes. and doing stupid stuff like snowboarding in the costume and <laughs> snow plowing and you know running down the street and i just thought oh, there's nobody doing random acts of kindness in this dinosaur <laughs> costume and it's essentially like a bubble if i wear a mask under this like i'm sure people would feel more comfortable being approached by a life-size dinosaur who wants to give them flowers <laughs> um, than just like some random girl, you know? So then I called it the kindosaur and through the course of the pandemic, I've been the dressing kindosaur. up as the kindosaur. Through the course of the pandemic, I've been dressing up as the kindosaur doing random acts of kindness for people. So, um, you know, I would, I would dress up as the dino and go to the grocery store to buy food for food drives. Um, I was going to the flower market in LA and buying tons of flowers to assemble bouquets to hand out to people, buying people coffee, bringing snacks to, uh, to firefighters and just all kinds of super random things. Um, at one point we put my friend's boyfriend in the dino costume because he's a really talented skateboarder. And I made some positive affirmation signs like you're enough, you got this. And he was skateboarding up and down the boardwalk in Santa Monica with the positive affirmations to just, you know, lift the vibe and make people laugh. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like, right, you mentioned buying food for food drives and flowers. Random acts of kindness can also get expensive. So sure. how are you funding it? 
again, I'm a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, it's just, as I said, it's become like a fundamental part of my life. Um, I do self-fund the entire movement. Um, I mean, at one point during the pandemic, I hosted a short um, go fund me for the kind of sword that, um, I mean, it's still around, um, but I haven't gotten any donations since then. Um, so that always kind of helps, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty much just kind of like paying things for myself. Um, I guess it does add up. Um, I haven't actually done the accounting and I probably would be freaked out if I did, but, um, you know, buying people coffee every here and again, or flowers and things like, I don't know, at the end of the day, what is money really? Like, I'm not a trust fund baby or like a rich person per se in the sense of like wealth. But again, like, this is something that enriches my life. I mean, you, you heard what I shared earlier about like the, just the connections with, with people that I've made, like the deep and meaningful, crazy, weird, fun, memorable connections have been worth everything. Where do you see the kind effect going in the next year, two years, five years, just looking ahead to the future? Well, I mean, my ultimate dream would be we'll see what happens with the pandemic, but my ultimate dream would be to, you know, produce something as a, as a TV series to be able to, you know, inspire people on a, on a broader, uh, in a broader audience, you know, cause right now it's just kind of on YouTube and my social media. And I really think that even from a programming standpoint that we need more positive content out there as well. So that would be the ultimate dream. But otherwise, you know, even if that idea doesn't happen, I'm not 100% attached to it just because, as I said, it's part of my life and I'm just going to keep inspiring people anyway. But I hope it's something also from an advocacy standpoint um, and a mental health standpoint that I continue to talk to people about because I'm very open just with the losses that have happened in my life between my dad and I've also lost a, a brother as well and how these um, moments, thank you. um, These moments of adversity have just continued to really affect me um, and how random acts of kindness have continued to help overturn some of that pain and turn my pain into an opportunity to create a sense of belonging um, and connection with others and feel like even in my darkest times when I'm still and going through something difficult that I still have a reason to to be here. Absolutely. What would be your advice to someone who may be going through a loss or just struggling with grief? Um, yeah. What would what would you say? So many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I would say you know initially when you're gr- grieving, it's just so terrible on so many levels. And I think what people don't understand about grief is it's not like somebody passes away and then you cry and then it's over. You know, you continue to have things in your life that affect you. There's anniversaries, there's the moments that you wish that they were there for, that they're not going to be. And sometimes you're just not going to be well, Um, especially in the beginning. And I know that this whole podcast has been about random acts of kindness toward others. But if you are in the, you know, 
preliminary stages of grief or you're in a time of your life where you're really, really feeling it and going through it, it's okay to be, I don't even want to say selfish, but, but I mean, what I probably want to say is be self-kind and be patient with yourself to allow the process because when you're consumed by grief, it is impossible to think about helping another person. But I think what I noticed for myself and where that really changed was I really did reach rock bottom where I was like, I have cried all that I can cry. And I have lied in bed in pain all that I can lie in bed in pain. And I need to do something to turn this around. Mm. And doing an act of kindness, it doesn't have to be a big hoop de do expensive thing. It can be as simple as going for a walk. And if you see somebody that's struggling to take their picture, like offer to take their picture. Or if you see a homeless person on the street, like hand them $5 or smile at somebody. Um, you know, anything to try to start what I, uh, what there's an author named Alex Korb who refers to it as the upward spiral. Um, getting yourself to a place where you are actively healing and starting the journey toward feeling better isn't just like, oh, you do an act of kindness and that's it. And suddenly you feel better, your grief is healed. Yeah. Like it's a very depression, anxiety, grief. Like these are all multi-pronged issues that take a lot of um, consistent effort to feel better from. And I, I just want to say that you know, there's no amount of time that you are required to spend grieving for any reason. You know, whenever you are ready to start feeling better, that's when you're ready to start feeling better. And nobody can determine that for you and no one can determine your process either. But there are a lot of things that you can do to start feeling better when you're ready. Absolutely. Is there anything else um, other than random acts of kindness that you feel like helped you in some of those darker days? Yeah, of course, walks. Because um, going for walks, just like being outside and making it more of a sensory experience of, um, I know mindfulness, I don't know, it comes across as like a little bit cheesy, but it really is helpful to um, like curtail the effects of rumination um, and that what that can do to our mind. But just purely and simply going for a walk, like getting the body moving, being present and observing your surroundings and taking, you know, some deep breaths. It's, I love the simple things, if you haven't noticed, but you yeah. know, um, even just the simplicity of going for a walk uh, can yeah. do a lot to, again, contribute to this upward spiral of helping yourself feel better. I love that. I really, I really do because so many people find themselves in a, in a similar situation. And I think you've provided some different perspective and different, you know, ideas and ways that can kind of help, you know, individuals take that step, like little by little, one step at a time to, you know, feel better. So I appreciate that. And I want to know how people can find you. Is there a way to support the kind effect and support Megan um, as you continue on this journey? Um, yes, you can go to <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the kind um, That's my website. And then you could also go to the 
Instagram that's just at the kind effect. I have an Etsy shop on the kind effect Instagram page that you can go to and buy kind effect merch or otherwise uh, my donation page is on my website as well. Awesome. That's great. I'll make sure to link to all that below in the show notes. Megan, this was really great. I mean, hello, you are just like radiating good vibes, positivity. You're so smart. Um, and I appreciate all that you shared. Is there anything else you wanted to add that I didn't ask you? Um, yes, be yeah. kind. <laughs> be kind, right? I love that. Hey, we could all use more kindness, especially in this world today. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. I just loved all the positive vibes from Megan and honestly learning about the science behind doing random acts of kindness as well. So make sure you go ahead and check her out, her amazing stories about ending up on the Ellen DeGeneres show and everything in between that just happened from being kind to others. All those links are below in the show notes. So make sure you check her out. Go ahead and even support her as she continues spreading kindness across the world. And also make sure you're connected with me if you aren't already. All of my information is also below. You can find me right here on YouTube. Hit subscribe, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm also all of the places. And then until I see you back next week, because I know I'll see you then, make sure to stay happy, stay healthy.